Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you for Saturday. Happy birthday, <laughs> dear Katie, for Saturday. Happy birthday to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's House of Property. It's 8.35. We are live on Facebook and Spotify and YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's not the big one this week, is it? No. Not yet. We don't want um, discussion today, really, do we? Yeah, <laughs> no, we do. I love birthdays. I love birthdays. Good morning, Grifter. So before you start, and you, I normally ask you how are you, and I will do because that's a polite thing to do. Um, but also, do you know what was number one on your birthday? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. If anybody, knows, if anybody knows before the end of the show, they can put it in the comments box. What was number one when Katie was born. We'll look to see what comes through. All I can say is 1973 was a top year. Top year. Oh, this is a big one next year then. Right. Good morning, Grifter. <laughs> How are you? Are you well? I'm very well. I'm very well. It's actually, no, I'm a bit tired. So you will never believe what has happened to me today. Okay. So it's very hot. We're having a heat wave. All the farmers are out in their fields. I live in the middle of nowhere. So I've got fields all around me with big bales sat in there waiting to be collected. But no, the farmer needs to wrap those bales. And he felt that four o'clock this morning when the sun came up <laughs> would be a suitable time to get out and do that, which then upset my two dogs because they didn't know what on earth was happening, which caused them to undo the kitchen door and race around to my bedroom at four o'clock this morning. So it wasn't quite the wake up that I wanted. So I took them back downstairs. I live in a little barn conversion and put them back in the kitchen and the dog uh, grabbed one of my shoes and I thought I better let them out for a wee. And I bent down to take the shoe out of his mouth. And it's point, he jumped up, whacked me in my nose. I fell over and had a massive nosebleed at four o'clock this morning. So I have wow. already, yeah, Happy I've birthday, lived half Evie. the day. Yeah. Wow, excellent. Feels like lunchtime for you. So, what's going on? How is the market? Um, tell me, has the bubble burst in Devon? No, but it is a constant flux, isn't it? It's like one week we're going, do you know, it's a correction, not a crash. Next week we're going, whoa, we're back to best and final bids and crazy pricing. But there's always the exception to that rule, like we've talked about before. It's it's a really it's an uppy downy market. I mean, that's obviously a very technical term here at House of Property. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, we have oh. an uppy market at the moment. Because <laughs> um, you can tell your clients, can't you? It's your property is likely to fly out of the door because the last twenty that we listed did, and then it's that one that takes a bit of sticking that only gets four viewings in 24 hours. It doesn't have 14 viewings like you kind of told them. So mm. it's a plan A and a plan B I think we've got to have is that you're telling your success story and going, this is a great market. However, there are some that do stick around. Let's hope that we can do, you know, take the boxes and you're not that little what exception to the rules. So that's kind of what I'm finding at, at the moment that it's yeah a bit of a state of state of flux. So interesting conversation I had with an agent earlier on this week. Best and final offers on a property. Five offers on that said property. All offerees had a property to sell. Oh, yeah. Um, which is interesting. Shift in the market. So demand is still there. Desire is still there. People are still wanting it. But that we talked a few weeks ago about the great stock unlock. And yeah. we're not hearing people say quite so much we're shortage of stock. I don't think... It, inundated with stock but properties have been coming to the market at a greater level than we've seen over the last 
18 months, two years, certainly yeah. since the, the start of the pandemic. So it comes back to making sure we seize those opportunities at every time, isn't it? Where there is a market appraisal opportunity, let's get out there. Can we try and convince them to come to the market? I'm not seeing a lot of swapping agents yet, but um, talking to people, making sure that we just get every single market appraisal opportunity because they're out there again now. They're there. Yeah. They're not already on the market. They've not found their private buyer. They need you now. Um, and I was talking to, um, well, I say talking to, modern day messaging talking to a really good estate agent tom mcgee who i know you know from having a um day at a conference with and i don't think either of you remember getting it but there we go um the but as he was saying um markets called a bit a little bit quieter take a bit of a breath but also um educating your team and also reassuring your team to take advantage of the opportunities that you've got at the moment in yeah. particular, reminding them that some agents really thrived in that challenging market of 2007, 2008 when we had the credit crunch. And what we had then was different to what we've got now because we had the ability to transact. The number of transactions plummeted from 1.6 million transactions in the year to 600,000 transactions in the year. Yeah. So it was actually the ability to transact that we really struggled with because people couldn't get a mortgage. And yet people grew in market share and had some of the most profitable years. Yeah. And so having that confidence to pick your way through the challenge of the market and educating the people around you is really important right now. And this is a market if we're stepping into a slightly harder or taking longer time to actually agree a sale or implement a transaction um, that is back to good old fashioned estate agency. And it, mm. I always kind of do it like it's jigsaw building, isn't it? It's making sure that actually you sold that to that would actually but let's get back on the phone to, to all those disappointed buyers before we go out to the portals let's really start working our database and our app you know, let's start calling our applicants again and managing those kind of like um crm systems a little bit better the phones are definitely definitely quieter mm -hmm. until a new property is listed and then it spikes again okay so it's property led so therefore also part of your planning you know you have a lot of processes when you're taking your property to the market and going through um with your client care and you do diligence to make sure you're doing everything right but don't launch it on a saturday on a friday afternoon at five o'clock when you've got one member of staff in on the saturday and you know the phone calls are going to be busy make sure you plan when you're going to be taking your property to the market this is back to our taking control, isn't it? Making sure that actually, you know what, we're going to launch property, I think on a Wednesday or Thursday appears, that's what the portals indicate. But a lot of us are marketing sneak peeks out to our social media first. Um, we're certainly doing that on rentals. I had, I think, three rentals yesterday um, I listed um, and they've had over a thousand views. Well, one of them has had over a thousand views in the space of the first hour of it going to market. And I think five viewings booked on the back of that. And that's in combination with matching it out um, you know, to your registered applicants as well. So good old fashioned estate agency. And I've got a great example um, of this this week. And it's we're going to be talking about sheep skulls in this. It's all about stories. It's all about the vision. It's all about making people imagine. Don't worry. Don't worry, Martin. We've all seen a sheep Ugh. skull, I'm sure. Um, so I was quite intrigued. I went to a lovely little cottage, take it on in the sun. It's one of those glorious ones where you do a little video. I always do a video to show my team how to get to a property, where to park, all of that. Um, and um, there's kind of me gushing, going, oh, it's such a wonderful property. You get over a little stream to get to it. It's just lovely. Um, and then spotted a sheep skull or a couple of sheep skulls drying out um, really, you know, really cool ones with like twisty horns, like lovely, um, on, the, on the shed. And my client said to me, oh, 
don't get that in the brochure. That might put some people off. But I did a little snapshot of it because I thought I could use it a day in the life of an estate agent, something like that. And then a couple of days later, I happened to go to um, another property. It was a lovely young couple. And uh, I walked into their bedroom, um, as you do as an estate agent. Um, and um, the, the, the lady said, oh, please ignore the sheep's skull drying on the window. And I went, oh, my gosh, I know you're not going to believe this because it's all about building rapport, isn't it, when you're in evaluation? I know you're not going to believe this, but you are not the first house I've been to this week that's got sheep skulls. And they looked at me and they went, the last agent tried to build rapport because they're both in marketing. So it's a bit like, ah. Um, and um, and I went, no, no, I, I really am telling you this. I shall show you. So we went and sat down after we finished the tour, had a chat. And then I said, ah, back to sheep skulls. And I showed them these photos and they'd also then kind of talk to me about what property they wanted. Um, and when I was showing them the, the sheep skulls, I just flicked through and I said, actually, this little cottage is um, is very lovely. And uh, the one with the sheep skulls. And they both went, oh, my God, we really want to see that. We really want to see that. And they <laughs> have actually gone yes. to best and final bids. And they have got it. But this was back Brilliant. to good old fashioned agency. Your and, agency. Yes. And, it, and actually, my clients were so the same kind of people as the buyer, ultimate buyers, that you, I just knew it was a match. So it's matching, isn't it? Perfect. Love that. That is bringing people together. That is fabulous. What I do want to know is, as a townie, what the hell does somebody do with a dried sheep scum? Put it like, on the wall like, or? Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's like a deer head, isn't it? You know, like a, like deer horn things, isn't it? And, oh, you know, dear, oh, yeah. dear, oh, yeah. dear. Stacked. Or like a stuffed fox or something like that. Those are the kind of houses I go to. <laughs> So normal, so so normal. So you started talking about rentals and yeah. tenants, and the big news today, and depends on if you look at property industry, I look at the BBC website. I want to take the BBC headline: no fault <laughs> evictions and pet bans to be scrapped for tenants. Um, so renters reform. <clears throat> excuse mm. me, devils in the detail is what I hear all the experts saying mm. in the in pie this morning. Um, lots of analysis to be taken place and. Picking through it um, to see and what opinions. Lots of people's opinions. Lots of people's opinions on making sure that tenants are protected. Well, you know, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but then maybe I might be more controversial. Let's protect a tenant. Um, but there is some elements of it that do, on the face of it, seem slightly unfair um, when you can be a tenant and walk away from property very quickly but then yeah. as as the ceo of property mark pointed out um but as a landlord you've got to give it a, quite a few hoops to jump through um you deal with rentals on a very regular basis what are you saying to your team this morning don't panic don't panic it's another headline it's going to be a long way to wash through to actually the, the full detail um but i think you've got to give your um agency team members that the guidance, because we will be having telephone calls today from landlords saying, what does this mean? And I think you've just got to give a few pointers, a few headlines to your team. Um, luckily, we're actually holding a landlord seminar next week, which is super exciting. Um, and uh, and obviously, that means that the, the presentation that I got lined up is totally buggered and I've got to update it. <laughs> <Start> to <get> it. <laughs> um, but it's just, again, educating your team. It's just saying, actually, do you know what? You This has come out. This is in the press over the next sort of 24 hours, course of the week. You're likely to get some calls about it. 
don't panic. It takes a long time for this to come through. It's a, a we're, is it white paper we're currently at? And yeah. it's got to work work its way through. Um, there'll be consultations, the whole lot. And, and what is proposed now and actually what comes out the other end of the funnel could be vastly different because... You know, we've seen this before. Do you remember the last time we all panicked um, was um, Tenant Fee Act, wasn't it? You know, tenant fees are banned. It's a disaster. Agents are going to go out of business overnight. No, we just actually pulled our socks up, changed our processes and and worked our business differently. Yeah. And am I right in saying that um, charging tenants was banned in Scotland prior to before it came into England and there was no agents go pop as far as I'm aware? in Scotland, or they, they just got on with it, and so did English agents. Um, no fault evictions have been banned in Scotland already, um, and they're getting on with it, and now it's coming into um, into England, so maybe the devolved yes. nation's leading the way in some of this legislation. But um, as you say, it's not coming in straight away. We're at white paper stage. The beauty and the reason why it's in all of the trade press is you've got the likes of Nathan Emerson and Ben Beadle and people like that. Um, analyzing it and mm-hmm. taking their evidence to government with their policy teams um, to, so that ministers can really understand how their white paper will impact our industry at the totally. coalface, which is what we're all about, which is a good thing to do. Yeah. Totally. So one more bit of businessy, techie, businessy kind of property thing. Um, interest, Bank of England meet today. Um, expected interest rate rise. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens in the side of the pond tends to follow over here. Interest rates went up by 0.75% yeah. in America, central bank, um, earlier on this week. Um, lots of talk of a quarter percent interest rate rise this week in the UK by the Bank of England, um, potentially even half a percent. Um, well, you say ooh, don't you? But actually, when you look back, House transactions, you know, we've looked at, uh, look, you and I have been at presentations where economists, yeah. very good economists, have said that you look at the level of house transactions and they don't always get impacted by the way that interest rates are changing. Um, no. But what we will see is that mortgages will become slightly more expensive, so therefore offers can be coming in slightly lower, which just takes the heat out of the price rises that we're seeing. Um, but as we said earlier, it's transactions that make the difference in our industry, not just what prices are doing. It's state agents can Absolutely. do well in a rising or falling market as long as yeah. they've got the transactions they can work with. And and those that are coming out of a, a lovely product, which is particularly low and have been really busy kind of selling properties and forgotten to kind of like fix your new deals, then um, that's uh, interesting conversations, isn't it, to be had if you've got multiple mortgages and you're going, oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. Mm, well, that's yes, but also you should therefore that those those sorts of landlords should make sure they've got the right team and advisors around them, which takes me on to something that's really cl- good actually. Because one of the things I wanted to talk about today was what's impressed you, great customer care, um, and I've seen a brilliant example of this this week. Do you follow cricket? No, I, I would rather stick pins in my eyes, Martin. <laughs> well, <laughs> the men's England cricket team have been having a test series against New Zealand. Um, if I, if I just if I shoot off to get a coffee while you while you do this bit, you you excuse me, won't you? Sorry. And uh, there's so five day test, Treadbridge, Nottinghamshire, this week. Um, Fabulous innings. I mean, flat wicket, um, runs were being scored like it was going out of fashion. Nice, dry, sunny days. Um, Cloud came in, made the ball spin a little bit. But 
The key to all this, I went to day four on uh, Monday of the test, which was brilliant. Um, but the crowds were about the ground was about a third full. So I went to day five. Very rarely did a test match go to day five. And Nottinghamshire took the opinion that they were going to fling the doors open to anybody who's bought a ticket and so you can come in for free. Um, you had to register for the tickets, so they didn't oversubscribe, but um, you could come in for free. And I thought, this is brilliant, isn't it? Because straight away I thought, well, why have they done this? Because um, commercially, it's expensive to put on a day at the test. Mm-hmm. Um, and those tickets on the Friday and Saturday were £80 plus a ticket. And then they were for free on um, on the day five. And it was brilliant because it was a great day's cricket. I didn't get a great day's cricket. Um, and the ground was full to the rafters. That is great customer service, I think, by Nottinghamshire County Cricket Club, who put the sport head of commerciality for the greater good so building um, loyalty building building loyalty building loyalty building yeah. loyalty, building so loyalty. I've, I've got a really good example of where someone hasn't built loyalty and and i've had absolutely shocking customer service um and um Ooh. so it, well imagine okay i'm gonna try and bring it back to to you know it, our industry okay and overlay it so Imagine in, say, September last year, Martin, you saw a house you really liked and you said, OK, I'd really like to buy that and I'm going to put a deposit down. Yeah. Yes. OK. And they go, OK, that's fine. But you're so say you're building, building a house, building a house. There we go. Right. So you buy a new build. Yeah. Put your deposit down in September. You then don't hear anything at all from them until December where they ring right. and they say, oh, those extras that you wanted in your house, you can't have them. Because there's a chip shortage, yeah? Not fish and chips, obviously chips that go into... Oh, I see where you're going with this. Okay, yep. Then you go, oh, that's a little bit disappointing because that was the particularly one that I wanted. And this is the car industry, by the way. And then they say, oh, the colour that you wanted, because I'm quite partial (laughs) to red, you can't have that either because the shortage of chips is affecting the bloody colour. How it does, I've no idea. So you can't have your lovely red car again. So I'm like, oh, that was December. Then in, I think, March, I might have called them to say, is there any update? Because it appears that my lovely car at the moment is in the garage having its third engine. No fault of my own, just saying. I am a good driver. Um, and they go, no, no update at all. But don't worry, it's it's you know it's coming soon. And we will call you a month to six weeks before this is, you know, your car's ready. I get a call on Tuesday to say, what number plate do I want to get on? Because the car's ready on Friday and can I come and pick it up? I'd not had a particularly good start to the day on Tuesday. So unfortunately, the car salesman had short shrift of me, um, which ended in the conversation of, I think you're a little bit upset with me, Miss Griffin. <laughs> so, but I just, using that analogy, I just, that's such reactive marketing. And then to be told, oh, well, the car industry has changed. And we don't know when the cars are coming. And I was trying to bring that back to kind of property. And I've had absolutely shocking service. I've not been kept in the loop. I've not had communication. I've not even had a bloody auto email saying, God. And I just think these are lessons that we can learn because there are agents out there that aren't communicating. Um, And it's got me really, really angry. Um, And yeah, for a change. Um, But I just think that there are lessons that we can learn. And um, and actually, state agents shouldn't be at the bottom with that uh, popularity stakes um, with politicians. It should actually be car salesmen. And I'm probably giving them a bad rap. But Land Rover, sort yourselves out. This is ridiculous. Oh, okay. So let's bring that back then. So things that you can learn from other industries. So it's interesting, isn't it? You know, that 
even if it's a car, we talk about a lot on this show about the fact that the house that you're letting, you're buying is just a commodity. That's just the topic yeah. of conversation. It's actually people buy from people. And the relationship that you have as person to person, human to human, built normally around trust and communication, um, can make a relationship last a lifetime. You've got a client for life where you then become as... Um, one great trainer says you become the um, speed dial estate agent for yeah. that person. Um, it happens in the car industry. It happens in the retail sector. It happens all over the place. And it? it's about people buying from people. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting. I think sometimes as agents, we're so busy, and we talk about you talk about this a lot, being so busy, your head's down and things are going, that sometimes it's actually just stop, look back, put your head up and see what other industries are doing really well. Yeah. or not so well so is it that supermarket that you visit regularly is it the website that you visit regularly is it where you're booking your holiday buying your car renting something from and what can you learn from them and bring it into your own either business or career um, I to say that when we get good customer service we're actually a bit shocked by it aren't we we're a bit like oh my god mm. i've had good service and that shouldn't be the norm it, it should be it's absolutely bang on, bang on, bang on. They're, they're great. Oh, God, I've had this really disappointing thing. But each week, we've got loads of examples, haven't we, of where we've been poorly treated, not communicated with, when you're spending money um, or you're a client. And we've just got to make sure that we roll that forward. And like you said, look at our businesses and make sure that we're giving the, the best service. Because quite frankly, at the moment, I'm just just a bit staggered with it all, really. So you don't need to be exceptional. You just need to be better than the rest. I don't know. I think you do need to be exceptional because we we have to do things that well, we do things that other agents won't or would you know don't do. We go that extra mile. I mean, for sheep skulls, yeah, moving those for photographs. Oh, that's nice. Hand sanitizer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So important day. Saturday's important day because it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Saturday. Um, Sunday is Father's Day, um, which. me and my brother, we were taking, my brother's also a father, we were taking my father to our favourite pub, the Tap and Run in Nether Broughton in Leicestershire, um, owned by Harry Gurney and um, Stuart Broad, England cricketers. And unfortunately, they had a devastating fire over the weekend and um, that pub is now no longer so we're not going there but happy father's day to everybody this is the equivalent <laughs> so if i give them a shout out then maybe that would be it. um but we, we've, uh, got top, we've got a top property lady who often uses that analogy of is it watching i'm, I'm allowed to say watching no, your wife careful, careful. is a bit like watching your favorite pub burn down my favorite pub did burn down this weekend <laughs> Um, anyway, happy Father's Day to everybody who's Father's Day. There's some marketing areas on there. We talk a lot about Mother's Day. I've seen lots of estate agents on Mother's Day. I don't see a huge amount on Father's Day. But it is the perfect time for a dad joke. And I'm <laughs> going to say, I've been, so now, having gone around looking for dad jokes, I now have dad jokes come to me, which is brilliant. Um, and this one is from a family relative, actually, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, over in America. My um, Auntie Dot and John, her husband, uh, and he put a brilliant um, joke out there. Police have confirmed that the man who tragically fell from the roof of the 18th floor nightclub was not a bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> not particularly appropriate, <laughs> is it? Oh. Now, by popular... By popular <laughs> you're not meant to laugh at your own jokes. 
Now, by popular demand, we are bringing back <laughs> our book um, of the week. Stop laughing. Uh, and um, and I've got what well, I'm trying to kind of go not mainstream, that, that not books that the Gary Vaynerchuk's are all great and all of that. But I should want to try and go a little bit out of the box, a little bit different. And um, I, I'm a bit of a sweary person. I like that. So no I way. found this really good book. It's not the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Um, it's You Are a Badass. Every day, okay. This is, this is really bomb. good, really, really good. This Can you is apologize a... to the children, please? Sorry, okay. And on the back, it basically says, and, and this kind of so resonated with me it says, for anyone who's ever had trouble staying motivated while trailblazing toward badassery, this is the fresh, grateful, mighty, and driven companion that you need. Ooh. And it's basically um, kind of I say exercises but it's like stories it's reflections you can kind of write in the book if you like doing that I don't like writing in the book I think it's sacrilege but anyway um, and I folded down a couple of um, couple of things that I thought was really good and I'm just going to read a little bit um, if you're sitting comfortably, comfortably <laughs> then I'll begin <laughs> we've got five minutes left of this podcast have we? <laughs> um, before you sit down each day to work on transforming your life and working on your business spend a few moments ridding yourself of distractions turn off your phone disable the internet remove books and magazines from your workspace that don't apply to the task at hand pile furniture in front of your door to keep your kids out it's that kind of book I love it and it's basically <laughs> saying getting clear on what you've got to do for the day so you're not thrown off off track and you actually achieve things and it just says take a few moments to set yourself up for success and you'll get there a hell of a lot faster and it talks about it in a in a language that I think agents would love and understand and relate to that's that's the key so that's how to be a badass so you are a badass every day I love it love it love it love it really good I'm going to throw that one to you next Martin so you can see that love that that's very good thank you um IT update you're more the IT guru than me, but two things that came to my attention this week. Um, one positive, one fact kind of feels like the end of an era. Internet Explorer, no more. So if you're a Duplex yeah. user, there's things you got to do. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, I said that out loud. You should have um, done. Should have done. Should have done. Should have done. Um, but also, you were telling me about an update on Apple. Yeah, so I've got a, quite a cool update here. So this is back to our kind of hits or apps and tips, isn't it? So um, iPhone uh, iOS 16, which I think is coming. So they've got a raft of new future, uh, features, including the ability to recall or edit an iMessage for up to 15 minutes after they've sent. So it's a bit like the Microsoft Outlook where you recall a message, but instead of where Microsoft on an email tells you that message has been recalled, so you've actually got a heads up that it's come, the message on, on iMessage will simply disappear within 15 minutes so we've all done it haven't we we've texted something that your autocorrect changes wellies to willies or something like that and you send an inappropriate text as has happened to me to a client um and actually you can quickly recall it back again i think for many of us with big fat fingers when we're texting i think that's just awesome um others of us who've discovered the little microphone button where you can actually talk into your um <laughs> phone to send the messages and then it autocorrects what you've said you'll be able to get that back too so I think that this uh, this for me is Apple winning at life. Are we allowed to tell the story about our friend and colleague who spoke? Oh, you look really frightened. Maybe we're not. Yeah, I was trying to think what it is. Go on. I am. So, um, friend and colleague of ours um, spoke into her text message and wanted to put four kisses or three kisses at the end. So she said X, X, X. Um, but iPhone picks up as X, X, X. 
and um, <laughs> a husband uh, email message back saying wasn't expecting that um she, she responded with i meant kiss 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 he responded with in writing now contract um <laughs> so, I thought, it's brilliant. so you need to be very very careful um so for those who haven't guessed on what was number one when you were um born it's 10 cc rubber bullets I don't, I don't know. know I don't even know what that is. what it is. No, I know 10 CC, totally. but I don't think I've ever heard of, of that. So, so thanks for that for letting everyone know. Obviously, I, it's my birthday. I quite I'm quite partial to um, violet and rose chocolates. If anyone, so that's like the old lady ones. Love those. Uh, and anything that's that's pink and fizzy, sort of champagne prosecco wise. So that's that's great. So, um, we kind of had, I think, wasn't it, the title of the show, which I did actually change and tweak a little bit. Was you had one job? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we've all had that, haven't we? Where you've given one thing to do to someone. Maybe it's my dad when I go, Dad, who puts up my for sale boards? Could you put <laughs> Even here's, a photo. Look, here's a photo of the house. My mum's going to be listening to this and she's going to tell me, here's a photo of the house. Could you put this board up here? And then he does it and he sends you a photo back and it's the house next door. And you just go, one job, Dad. So you had one job, didn't you, Martin, to do yes. for House of Property? Mm. And uh, and that was, uh, and it's okay to make mistakes. I'm not trying to call you out or anything like that. Mm. Um, and it's actually how you deal with that mistake, isn't it? Because we had to turn it into a bit of a fun, <laughs> fun thing. Because by the time we'd realised that the mistake, and this was printed on our business cards, which I'm now holding up here, which we prepared for a lovely event that we were at recently. Um, and if you look on the back, um, if you're watching this, fantastic. If you're listening to this, basically the back says the only weekly podcast reporting from the front line of business and property. But well, we all know that should be property. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so we had to turn this into a jokey kind of thing after putting them out on a number of tables at a recent business event uh, to say, spot the mistake, spot the deliberate mistake. But like I said, Martin, one job. One I had to buy a few drinks for that. Anybody who came to me with it, proved it to me that they read it properly, meant that... Uh, so meant turning that turning a mistake, turning adversity into positivity. And that's what we've all got to do, haven't we, for the coming week. So anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Anything coming in the future shows, Martin, that we're going to talk about? Oh, loads. We've got loads coming. I'm going to talk to you about the joy of small things. You'll like this. That's good. I'll tell you about that next week, um, which is good. We've, next week, we've also got an update on all things property, and we're getting ready for arguably one of the biggest conferences of the year at the end of the month, where we're going to go live from the Property Mark um, National Conference down in London. Yay, exciting. So we're going to have a trip to the big smoke again at the end of this month, mm -hmm. aren't we? So we'll be live from there. So everybody have a great week. Be kind. Don't make mistakes. And if you had that one job to do, just learn from it. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.